This is Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe. And we're here for a, uh, a one-on-one interview with our friend Travis Kelsey. Travis, I know you listen to a lot of Almost Entirely Sports. What do you think about Joshua Briscoe and Beards McFly? Um, I mean, I don't think they suck. <laughs> I, can tell, I can tell you that. Thank you, Travis. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. Continuing on with Almost Entirely Sports here on Sports Radio 810 WHB, penultimate edition of it. Um, frankly, I didn't expect Travis Kelsey to make a, a really important cameo here with us to, uh, to send this show out in style. Uh, but talking to him now live from Lake Tahoe, Travis, I think I heard in the background just a second ago, you had an eagle uh, somewhere recently here? <laughs> yeah, it, uh, today was a rough one for the group. I mean, everybody was kind of struggling or just battling, I would say. And um, sure enough, uh, towards the end, it, was, uh, it felt like I was felt like I was uh, I was running uphill or uh, up the mountain all day, and I finally reached the mountain peak when I got the eagle on 18. So about I couldn't even tell you about 20 yards, 30 yards out. If you had an eagle on 18, nothing you did before that matters, right? Like you can just ride that through the rest of maybe <laughs> till next year, I think. I, th- I think that might be the only hole I've eagled in my life, and I've done it twice. I and mean, I've only done it here in this tournament, so it's, it's pretty pretty fun. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, got to be a career accomplishment. I also had some inside info that you took another championship last night. Uh, I would like to know as much as you'd be willing to tell us about your karaoke game. Uh, I was down there a few <laughs> years back. I think you had a little Don't Stop Believing. Is that the go-to still? Did you switch it up this year? What happened? Oh, yeah, we switched it up. We, you can't keep coming with the same the same noise, man. you got to keep switching it up and, and uh, keep everybody on their toes. I went with a little Stevie Ray Vaughan, man, uh, Pride and Joy. Oh my goodness! I've been listening to that in my in my dad's car for uh, for forever since I was like five years old. I remember singing it. It finally came to use uh, when when the karaoke uh, contest came out this weekend, and it was just uh, it's so much fun. There's so many good people here. American Century and NBC do a great job of bringing the right people in and uh, just making it fun for everyone. Yeah, who uh, who's giving you the best time this year? Maybe somebody who you haven't spent time with in years past, a, a newbie. You go, hey, this guy or, or gals really, really up to the game. Not not the golf. I don't care about the golf. I care about the time you're having. You know? Oh yeah, you already know. I just it's it's been so cool to be able to meet all my childhood heroes. A lot of guys like Charles Barkley, um, Jerome Bettis, guys that I've actually I, I've seen to to watch over the years. And um, sure enough, playing with Justin today, I mean, you, you can't say enough good things about him. I've loved every single album he's ever came out with. And then sure enough, you meet him, he's as cool as the other side of the pillow and uh, just everything you would hope he would be as a person. And uh, we just come out here and have fun every single year. And uh, today was another day where we just had, had a great time. I don't want you to throw anybody under the bus or anything, but I mean, you've you've been around. You you yourself over your time in the NFL have like risen to being a, a superstar that you know it, it extends beyond sports. You're around Justin Timberlake and Miles Teller and the whole crew, but like you, you've got to have a pretty good radar at this point for like who the cool famous people are, right? Like you you got to have a pretty nice circle there. <laughs> I've been I've been fortunate. There's there's not too many sour apples that I've ran into. That's it's, nice. Uh, it's been cool, and that's what I was saying here here at the American Century Championship. Man, they they know how to bring in the right people. You know, there's no, there's no bad apples, and uh, and sure enough, it's uh, it's it's just so much fun every single year. I saw you were with Miles Teller there for a little bit. I I, I don't want to presume too much, but I imagine that Top Gun was probably a, a part of your childhood, and I, I I'd like to know your review of Top Gun Two also if you've seen it. <laughs> no, right now I haven't had too much time to get to the theater, and I actually wow. felt ashamed when I saw him because <laughs> of how much how much love he's getting and every everywhere he's been since Top Gun uh, has came out, um, but. Definitely when I was a kid, I remember going to, I forget which amusement park has the Top Gun ride, but I remember riding that when I was a kid. 
Um, it's just it, it's cool to see Miles' career keep going up. Mm. He's such a great guy, and then on top of that, such a great actor. And being being able to get roles like that, and uh, being being able to get you know showcased in the limelight like that, it's just it's cool to see him do it because he's such. Well, you talk about careers going up and you staying busy this offseason, doing the tight end you once again. I, I'm just interested in, in how you've changed kind of like as a, a teacher and a coach in that, what you've seen different from some of these new guys coming in. I know you've said a lot of nice things about Kyle Pitts, but I, I just, I, I'm curious about how the, uh, the tight end you experience has, has gone for you guys. Man, it just keeps going up. The, uh, Greg Olson, George Kittle, when they hit me up to try and get this thing rolling, I was, I was all for it. I mean, it was, it, was, it was a no-brainer for me to want to be a part of it. I'm a guy that I want to pass my knowledge on to everybody around to make you know everybody as good as they can possibly be, or just you know hand off a, the, a tool to somebody and let them run with it. And um, I know George and Greg are the exact same way, and uh, it's cool to see everybody in the league kind of gravitate and uh, and, be, and want to be a part of it. And um, you know it's 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 going to be tough next year because I don't know if we have any more room. It went from <laughs> four, 45 to 50 guys last year to close to 100 guys this year, and. Um, it's just uh, it's so, it's so much fun. It's almost like a Pro Bowl atmosphere or an All Star Game atmosphere because you never get to get all the guys in the league in one building, in one setting, in one city, uh, and just being able to hang out and, and pick each other's brain. Um, you know, you only get to see guys you know throughout the season or maybe in the off season for a day or so. But uh, it's just a cool atmosphere, and uh, I can't thank all the sponsors enough for being a part of it and making it what it is. And sure enough, uh, we're we're hoping next year is even better. Anybody that you took anything from this time, you go, oh, you know what? This new guy came in with something from college that I hadn't, I hadn't thought about yet. <laughs> no, not, not quite. Uh, Dallas Clark was up there preaching Ooh. to the choir, man. He was, he was giving, he was giving uh, all, the, all the insights from his days working with Peyton, um, playing with the Ravens, and you know, just being a, being a Pro Bowl uh, caliber player. And um, I, just, I, I enjoy being around guys. A lot of it for me at this point in my career is it's just reassuring, you know, that, that we're doing the right things, that we're on the right path, that um, we're not the only ones dealing with the certain things or a certain adversity throughout the game or in life. Um, and, you know, it's just uh, it's always an eye-opening experience. Yeah, that, I just think it's it's something that, you know, a lot of guys, especially young guys, talk about, you know, an, an older player who will kind of advise them when they get into the league. But, like, you guys have been taking a lot of you that you mentioned there. You and George Kittle aren't, aren't exactly old men yet, but kind of picking up that uh, that that path as a teaching thing I just think is, is really interesting. Was there any was there a logic behind that from, like, somebody who said, hey, I, I got this from these people back in the day. I want to pass that along. 100%. And like I said, sometimes it's just it's just reassuring that you're doing the right things, that you know you're on the right path that uh, you're checking all the boxes. And when you hear it from a guy like George Kittle, or you hear it from a guy like Greg Olson, uh, guys that have been perennial all-stars throughout their career and have had so much success, um, you know, that's, that's when you know that you're doing things the right way and that, and that you can then take it and confidently uh, apply it to your game and, and keep trying to get better and building your game. So along that line, there, there was something that, I mean, you, you talked about this in a presser years ago, and i got to tell you, man, if I'm being honest, I do not remember every single moment of every single press conference that I've been there for. You know, I, 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 I bet you have not either. I, I think that happens sometimes. But you, it was one of the first times you were kind of talking publicly, I think, about you and, and Mahomes kind of being on the same page for things that we've now seen in years since. And I'm, I'm interested now, like looking at all these receivers that just came in this year, Juju and MVS and Sky Moore as a rookie, obviously. How, how long did it take for you to, to like say the sentence out loud, I am comfortable in an Andy Reid offense, and then how much longer before you were like tinkering yourself and adding your own things and, and really feeling a mastery of that? 
Well, you don't have to add too much in Coach Reed's offense. Fair. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a very friendly offense. Um, and on top of that, he maximizes your abilities. Mm. You know, that's the, that's a, one of the best things that, that I've always, you know, preached about about Coach Reed and the offensive coaching staff because obviously it's not just Coach, but he's the one that's really, you know, the final say. He always says he's got 51%. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, it's just uh, – it's the luxury of being in his offense. He's going to utilize your, your, you know, your attributes, your the the skill set that you have, and make it easy on you to to go out there and perform in the right way. And that's the best thing uh, about being in Kansas City right now is that I know that we got a lot of unique pieces that uh, that really nobody knows how we're going to use those. Yeah. And it's uh, it's going to be fun to see those guys kind of blow up uh, as as we move forward. I was going to ask if you'd give us like a little peek of how those pieces might fit together. I, I'm guessing you're not going to diagram an offense for us or anything, but can you can you at least speak to, to what's going to be different with obviously Tyreek going to Miami and then now all of these new faces in? I mean, this this is the most uh, turnover the offense has had uh, at least since Patrick got to town. I'm, I'm interested in how how you've seen that go so far. What you're excited about, you know? I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm excited for for a lot of guys, man. For a lot of guys, uh, Juju. Um, Marquez, I mean, you you name it, man. Those those guys. I'm not sure if we've had a a huddle with tall, big receivers, you know, in the in the room or in the huddle, being able to go across the middle or take take the top off the defense or go up top and score a touchdown. Let alone when they have the ball in their hands, they do special things with the ball in their hands. It's um, and then on top of that, uh, seeing Nicole Hartman go to the next level, um, having Sky in the building, um, seeing how Coach Reed's going to utilize, uh. My guy Clyde, and uh, it's just it's exciting. It's exciting times, and uh, it's almost like we're kind of reinventing this offense on the run uh, because we're we're seeing how guys feel comfortable and uh, and 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 what routes they like to run and kind of where they like to feel the uh, the defense. Okay, last thing for real. Do you believe that Rob Gronkowski is permanently retired? I think I think he uh, he had to make a decision, man. And I, I, I when I tell you. I have so much respect for that guy. He's one of my favorite players to ever watch play this game. Um, I, uh, I, I, I hate that, to see him retire because I, I know that uh, when he's on the field, it's, you know, it's a show. It's a show. It is what it is. Rob is one of the best, if not the best, tight end in the game uh, or that the game has seen. And, I, um, you know, if, it is, if he is calling it quits, I hope he's at peace at, with it um, because I know that everybody still wants to see him go out there and ball. But uh, at the same time, you know, if uh, if there's a late playoff r- push by Tampa Bay, I I can kind of see him coming back for sure. You're elusive. It wasn't a yes or no, but you, you gave us you gave us a little bit. Listen, like you said, I mean, what a, what a fun time for the position from from you and Gronk to some of these younger guys that you've been working with out there with with tight end you and um, you know still the highlight of it all karaoke championship and, and the uh, the eagle on 18. I can't believe you told me off air that was more important to you than winning the Super Bowl, but it was a very brave thing to say. Uh, I really I appreciate you being that kind of honest. We're always in this thing, man. You have a good one, brother. <laughs> Appreciate it. That's Travis Kelsey live from Lake Tahoe, the American Century Championship. Always an incredibly fun event. Always very grateful to have the crew uh, at American Century welcome us down there. You've heard uh, both Stephen St. John and Sren Petro down there over the course of the week. And uh, it's just just always a fun time. Got a little surprise here to, uh, to help take AES out with a bang. Travis Kelsey right here on Almost Entirely Sports. Did you know you can listen to Almost Entirely Sports anywhere, anytime? Well, you can. Just search for Almost Entirely Sports wherever you get your podcasts. 
You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports. Now tell Max and Moffat what you were telling me about the planets. That my teacher won't let us say uh, Uranus. You have to say Uranus. With Joshua Briscoe. So you guys are following her uh, orders? Yes. And that's good because if the teacher told you, I want you to stick but with I'm Uranus. But I'm not. I'm not going to. Hey, Sterling, come on. We talked about this last night, and you said you're going to follow what the teacher says, Uranus. You obey the teacher, right? Yeah. You yeah. said you weren't, Sterling. But I am. Oh, okay. No, he's going to. He knows what's good for him. Yeah, I know it's good. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. All right. What would you prefer to say? Uranus. It's honestly impressive that after clearly peaking, what age was that, Stu? Oh, I was young boy. So it's I have five no in the the clip. Five? No, yeah. no, no. I, I don't know if that's the five. case. I just know that that's just what the clip says. No, that's more like... 10? I, I think... I don't know. I bet you were talking more than that more confidently by 10. If that says 5, I'm guessing somebody said 5 yeah, yeah, yeah. at some point I, or gave a year. I don't no, know. I, know I did not. Fact, I was now 5. I did not make this, right? This was a Beers McFly Because I remember... I remember... Calling in and everything. I, I was in the studio. I wasn't calling in. But I know which teacher... Yeah, I, you were that in studio was definitely then? on the phone. Maybe I was. Yeah, yeah, that was one hundred percent. That was one hundred percent on the phone. You're definitely I used on the phone. to go yeah, in the yeah, studio. Yeah. That's why. I, yeah, I believe. That, I believe that. I did that too, one was definitely on the phone. Uh, it is. It is incredible to be at age five. I was going to guess just like seven. I don't know why. Yeah, I think that's closer to seven to ten. We can have. We can see if beards can can confirm this for us at some point. How is it? I'm not the one. I. It's just me. So but I you do, don't remember. It. I just did I a simple. What, I, I did you thought you were in studio. Hey, just listen to it. Did a simple Google search. The lesson for late elementary students about learning about Earth and space and planets is grades generally three to five. It was third grade. So what does that translate to? I was what homeschooled. A, what ages grade are third grade? So like I was, I was. So five is kindergarten, six is first, seven is second, eight is third. So you're about eight, about probably eight, yeah. eight or nine. You know. So you're you're either a really clever five year old or not the most clever ten year old. I mean, either way. I, but my point was all going to be that it's incredible that you are now continuing to do radio because your comedic timing. I, I, your comedic timing to this day is good. I enjoy doing radio with you in large part because of that. It has never been as good as it was in that clip yeah. from 15 years ago, yeah. or I guess longer now. Oh, way 20 years. We're going 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah, we're going 20 years ago. At least three. You, your timing has never been better than it was 20 years ago. Multiple decades. It's incredible. It really, it's just, it, I, I, every single time that liner absolutely gets me. It hurts me to know that no moment in my radio career will ever be as good as three-year-old Sterling Holmes. It's like Angel Barroa. You know, Angel Barroa came on the scene real hot, right? Rookie of the year. Josh was a Yankee Could fan. Could never this party. live who up. To was. Do you know who Angel Barroa yes. was? I, I was just trying to remember if you also brought him up on the home stretch today, and if this is the second time you've hit me with Angel Barroa. No, I've not. Okay. I have not he, hit you. With he has mentioned Angel. Is he? Yes, of course. He, he has mentioned on Hell Bro though a couple times over the last few weeks. It's it's been hot on, on his mind. Yeah, why why you got uh, on Hell on the mind? Yeah, I've always just wondered what he what could have been. Mm. You know. What could was, have been? Was he was his name thrown around in some of the Derek Jeter jokes of Manny Manny Ramirez talking about? Should have been. Um, I, I think somebody said that that. Uh, I don't know, I'll see if I can find it. I feel like it was like a Max Reaper joke or something like that. Somebody on Royals Review had a joke that I think the punchline might have been on Hilbero, but I'm not sure. You sure it wasn't Unieski Betancourt? The Royals have an absolute Kila Kaihue of names that will always be comedically perfect. Doug Mankiewicz. Wow, that's very strong. New York Met. 
He played for, for about twelve for, teams. Twins yeah. too. I think he won a title. He was on the Red Sox team that won, that broke the curse. Like he won a title with the Red Sox. Mm. I believe we got him from the Mets. Greg Zolanik was a Cardinal. Decided he wanted to play for a good franchise. What about Miguel Olivo? He might have been wow. on the original the Marlins team that won yeah. with Miguel Cabrera in 03, right? Sounds about right. 03? I think from Octavio Dotel. Oh, man. Now, that man, I think, did Dontrell play for Willis? That was Willis? I mean, he didn't play for the Royals, but yeah, Dontrell no, no, Willis. Wasn't he, on, wasn't he on that Marlins team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm, think, I'm thinking yeah, of yeah. him as being, uh, I'm thinking of him on the, on the Marlins. Now he works for uh, Fox Sports. Oh, really? My, baseball uh, analyst. Very good. I, I, I'm a big Dontrell Willis. I like Dontrell Willis, the, uh, the analyst. My the dad and I saw him pitch when he was a rookie, right? We were stoked to see him because you see him on TV. It was awesome, the leg kick. But in person, with that leg kick... And him being left-handed, it looked like he was throwing 99, 100. And back then, that was crazy, right? Like, two guys threw that hard, right? Yeah, there wasn't, it was, there wasn't that many. There wasn't yeah. many. And we look up at the... At and the, especially as a starter, right? You yeah. see some yeah. relievers who could hit it, but, like, the closers, you would get maybe a, a handful of those. Well, not a lot of starters throwing gas like that. But he wasn't. You look up at this, you know, the clocks of speed, it was like 91, 92. And my dad and I were just stunned because we were like, no guy has thrown this hard. That leg kick generates so much power. It was you're just sitting here like 91. It was just him and Hanley Ramirez. And you're just like, man, this team is fun to watch. They uh, were Miguel bad. Cabrera. Well, I know. I mean, but like later on when it was just like after they had sold everybody, it was just uh, Dontrell yeah. and, um, and Hanley Ramirez were like the two that actually stayed for like a bit. And Hanley Ramirez, I believe, led baseball like in hits or batting average because then he got a uh, he a necklace like with that number, either his batting average or the amount of hits that he had. So good. And then I think he went to the Mets and just was nothing after that. Well, you mean he went to the Dodgers and had oh Dodgers, yes, yes, Dodgers where he went, not the Mets. Best half seasons in yes, Major League Baseball. History. I forgot about that. Sorry, I've not completely lost who we were talking about. Hanley Ramirez. Oh yeah, okay. When was, he, when was he? Sorry, when was he with the Dodgers for half a season? Yeah, like twenty. It was one of those trade deadlines. Twelve. Like, Boy, was, completely. Yeah, he was heading into free agency. The, the probably before then. Yeah, I'm the right. Marlins traded him to the Dodgers, and he was electric. And then I think he signed with the Mets. I think that was the. I think that was his free agent team. I think you're That's not thinking I'll, I'll of Hanley Ramirez. You're thinking of uh, the switch, Jose Reyes. I think you're thinking of Jose Reyes. No, but Jose Reyes was, like, he came up with the Mets. Welcome to Remembering Some Baseball Guys with Joshua Brisker, Eddie Salazar. I think I, I am wrong, though, about Hanley Jose I think, I think it was, was the Red awesome. Sox. I have his page loading. I think it was the Red Sox we signed with. When I, when it I, was the Red Sox, and he was a DH. When I go Dontre Willis, and play, we play Word Association game with Dontre Willis, I think the first one's obvious. We've already mentioned it. Bruce Willis is what I think of. Try to really focus on Dontre Willis, the baseball player, and getting the right human being. But as a word association game, the first thing you think of when you think of Dontre Willis. Mine was Bruce Willis. Or leg kick. It's the leg kick. He spent a couple thinking. years with the Dodgers after that. He ended up spending two more years with the Dodgers. Then he went to Boston, and that's where he finished out. There we career, go. Basically. But the se- the second thing that I would go with uh, word association on Dontre Willis. Do you know what the second? Give it give it a thought of what, what else you associate with him. D-Train. He could play shortstop. Hat brim. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He always had his. He, hat. he yeah, was yeah. one of the iconic. Yeah. hat kind of cocked over to the side now, a little yeah. bit. Fernando Rodney. He had that for a long time, and he pitched until he was what forty three. We've done a lot of old pitcher talk today between the home stretch and this show. This is a really those weird the, energy that we found. Those were the good days, man. Yeah, Fernando Rodney. How you been, Stu? I've been golden. How's life? Have you ever seen me? Not smiling. It's because um, I tape. I tape my my. You can't see it. I get it's all the clear Botox. Tape. It's, it's a lot of Botox. 
Taylor Ramirez made $159 million. Yeah, he had a massive contract. And Ram. You excited to be on the second to last almost entirely sports? How's that make you feel? I'm sad. Why are you sad? I'm going to miss you. I'm not not going anywhere. Rudy is. I'm going to miss Rudy. Rudy leaving is sad. Wait, Rudy is leaving? Ooh. Uh Uh-oh. At 10 o'clock tonight, as always... And then we'll be back on Monday. Okay, Whoa. good, good. Because who else is going to run my show? A few funny suggestions. Don't want to throw anybody under the bus, though, so I'm not going to. Grover, the Muppet. You Okay, so this, so we should have to discuss this one more time. The backstory you have to listen to the home stretch for. This is like whenever a Marvel movie references one of the TV shows. Yeah. And it's like, hey, this is canonical, but it's not in the same format. Canonical? It doesn't matter. Canonical. As, it doesn't really matter as much. It's it's a lowly afterthought. But like, you know, there's some things that cross over. We just farted it out on Disney yeah. Plus, the home stretch on ESPN Kansas City Plus, you know? Yeah. But so if you want if you want all the canon, you gotta go listen to, to the home stretch from today. The fodder. But no no no. It's I, I'm saying I'm saying that if you want to know how Scarlet Witch got to where she was in Doctor Strange, you got to go watch WandaVision. I, I I think that you could make an argument that the home stretch is WandaVision. I think you make an argument that it's kind of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier yeah, of this I station. Mean, that's probably better, I, but there's just, you know, the movie hasn't come out yet. Literally have zero idea what you're talking about right now. I have not seen nor heard of. You haven't watched any of like the Zoop Zop saga at all on Disney Plus, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what happens with Big Andy. None of that rings a bell to you at all. Blue Lantern, nothing, nothing at all, like legitimately nothing. You said Zoop Zamp, and you didn't watch. Did you watch Mandalorian? Did you like Nightman? From It's Always Sunny. No. Nightman no. and the Dayman. <laughs> no. No. Did you watch the Mandalorian? Let's start there. No. Okay. So you. So the crossover in the Mandalorian. What about Spo- Super Powerful Man? These sound fake. That one's fake. That was a bit. In the you, Mandalorian. Wait, time out. Can we, listen. Okay. Listen to me. Spoiler alert for the Mandalorian, but you're not. You don't. You have a you have a bounty hunter sticker on your current Jeep, by the way. It's been there for dog? I've always the wondered. Hun- no, unrelated. Okay. The dog the bounty hunter is not in the Mandalorian. Not it, yet. Season three? Pretty season three. Cool. So at the end of season two. Well, of the, the problem is they record that show in the UK and we all as we That's discussed true. before he's banned. Actually I don't know if they record in the UK, but he's banned from the UK because of a murder conviction. It at the end of season I won't go allegedly. to season two of the, of the Mandalorian. Not I don't want to spoil that. At the end of season one of The Mandalorian, though, they they have, I, you have to have at least, like, you've been on Twitter enough that you, I'm sure you found out about this to some extent. I'm not, I do not know a thing about this show. You've not watched yeah, The Mandalorian no, either? No, I don't know a thing I know there's it. like a baby can, Yoda guy. You can't yes, spoil it, it, though, because here's the, here's the beauty about me with spoilers. Most of the time, I forget the spoilers. This happened to me with, I, I knew the ending of Breaking Bad like three separate times before I ever watched Breaking Bad, and then I totally forgot about it, and then I watched Breaking Bad, and I was totally surprised. Okay. <laughs> So in, I'm going to take a step back even farther. I'm just trying to bring Sterling along here. Yeah. You Have you seen like Infinity War or Endgame or, or any of those big purple bad guy? His name is? Grimace. Janice. His name is Janice. Pretty close. And you were, you were very close. And he has the rocks on his gloves, which are called the Everything Stones. I was a Halo. This guy. is very popularly known, and it's an incredibly large part of American culture. Is this the meme where the guy does the crunch his hands? Yes, I What's think his, so. What, that guy's name is Grimace. No, it's Janice. Well, you how said is his Grimace. Name Janice. It's be, it's very convoluted. If you're not with me on Avengers, I'm not going to explain Janice to you. I don't know. No, but you have the Everything Stones. That's what's on the big glove. Okay, big metal glove. You have the Everything big Stones. Glove. 
At the end of season That's one... That's a pretty lame name. The Everything Stones couldn't come with something cooler. At the end of season one of The Mandalorian... And the dude's name's Janice. Baby Yoda finds one of the Everything Stones. It is the, it is the like, earth-shattering moment that connects the Marvel Cinematic Universe to the Star Wars universe. It, like, oh. broke all of Twitter. I can't believe you didn't know any of that. No. You know what would be a fun segment, though? You name shows, and I had to say, is it a real show or a fake show? The last That would have been a really no, good bits, this or that. Bits within the show, if it's real or not. The show is real. Infinity War is real, but what are these things no, actually Infinity called? No, Infinity War makes Call of Duty. No one... Pretty sure. Right, that would have been a good yeah, bit though wrong. of just like I can't do it now. Yeah, where I just lie to you about Marvel stuff and just see if you can sniff it you out. You could, I wouldn't be able to do it. I, I just did for ten minutes. Yes, oh, is that not true? Almost none of the it. Everything stones Sterling. Almost none of it. I just the, wanted to see if you'd kind of come with me on it, and you did every step of the way. It's the his name Infinity is Thanos, stones. not Janice. <laughs> They're the Infinity the Stones. Infinity Stones. They're the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, Infinity Stones. I've heard of that. I think. Blue no. Lantern. Ryan Reynolds did Green Lantern for crying out loud, man. Dude. The Star Wars and MCU universes do not collide. There is no Infinity Stone in I Mandalorian. I am not sorry. You guys take your, your Pokemons and your your stuff. I just was a sports show. Thought it was. Well, that's why you make your first mistake. If you want to talk, if you want to talk, you know. Speaking of not knowing the content you're walking into. We're going to talk about Joe Randa and the He's the real Joker. I, I don't care. I can talk all about that. I don't care day. for his podcast at all. Liar. The Joe Randa experience. Spotify did give That's him a lot of good. money, though. That's pretty good. I liked him on Fear Factor, though. Gotta be honest. Too many spiders for me. I thought that was Howie Mandel. No, no, he was from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, there we go. How He Met Your Mother. It's about how Howie Mandel met his wife. No, his mother. <laughs> How he met his mother. How he met Sally. Is this how Howie Mandel met Sally, his his mother Sally. Oh wait, is that it's uh Harry Carey. Harry how Harry Carey met Howie's Mandel's mother while being sleepless in Seattle. They have coffee there. There's something about Howie Mary Mandel. I've enjoyed this. this Me too. Good. Me too. I really I really I'm gonna the, miss uh, this. I threw I threw your you said whatever you said about like super strong man or whatever. Super powerful man. I was very glad that you said yeah. that so I could tell Sterling that that was a lie in yeah. hopes of Wait, him. how did this happen? How did I not hear it in the talk back? No, no, it was over there. He no, said no, over there. He said super he said you don't it's know about super powerful man. man and I said that's not real. so that hope for me was that I threw Rudy up. under the bus so I am the did. reliable narrator. Yeah, yeah. you were. And the, it, what you know what I found out? There's no such thing as a reliable narrator. Because you know why? Wow. There's three sides to every story. Speak on that. Your side, my side. And Morgan Freeman's side. And Rudy's side. The truth. Yes, same by what I said. Philosophical show right here. Almost entirely, I don't know, philosophy 100. Here's my question in response to that. Sure. Is my truth true to me I Does that make stuff. it no, true? We're out. I'm out. You That's introduced this one. Yeah, you but I, I, I like the jokes part about it. I, li- Josh I enjoyed more Josh, talking about George W. Bush. If Josh believes his truth, it is the truth. Now, mm-hmm. it's possible there is some some misinformation in there, but that's not a lie. Well, I don't he know. told the truth as, as, if, as, if he, as he interpreted it. I'm not even sure if that's true. And we will talk about George W. Karlofta shortly because I do think that's an important part of the show today. Yeah. I am talking as I'm getting static in my ears. I'm losing like sound in and out. So We've almost lost him. Almost entirely lost him. No, I'm sad because it's gone. 
I don't think you and I will Rudy be doing this snapped. on the zone. Probably not. Which is sad. I'll keep doing some home stretches. You don't think that we record 30 minutes here, we go, hey, Jason, got something great for you where we name Hanley Ramirez for 15 minutes. Hey, Jason. Actually, it might be up Jason's alley. Jason, don't even that worry part. about this. Just, you take half an hour off. We put this in the can on last eat, Tuesday. Go eat your Uncrustable. Go have an Uncrustable, kick your feet okay. up. Who, those are actually his. Yeah, those are yes. Jason's. It's like a 64-pack of Uncrustables yeah. in there. That's what Jason eats during the show. Did you ever see the Pixar movies? The Incrustables and the Incrustables 2? Very good. Really good. Yeah. Really good. Pretty high carb. Second one that was a little crusty for me. Oh, really? I really? I thought that was a little too much crust on. I feel like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's a little bit. You know, sometimes you, you ever make your own Incrustables and you leave a little crust on, but I don't mind the crust. By the way, Incrustables kind of lie. There's still a little crust around it. It's not a mm. bread crust, but what, would, what do you call the thing that keeps the PB and J in its... I think I, think I have it. I think it's just pinched together like a pie, right? But it's... I think I have what I would crust. call crust. What? It's not a crust. Because that, that is the crust that happens when baking, right? Sure. I think, But I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I think Uncrustables have a seam. Yeah. They have a seam around the outside that, yeah, you're right. Because I've, I've had a few Uncrustables in my day. Not a ton, but I've had a handful. Yeah. And sometimes... Usually it's from the, the freezer here when yeah, we're stealing yeah. Jason's Uncrustables. Yeah, I don't... Well, I have one every, listen to the show, so I, who cares? Exactly. <laughs> I have one every once in a while from the box labeled Jason's Only Do Not Touch for Emergencies Only. Well, hey, you're part of the zone now. It's all fair game. It's an emergency. And What's frankly, it, you have the sugars. It could di- very have, much be it, an emergency. You have the diabetes. I, I learned shortly after becoming diabetic that Mark Andrews, the tight end for the, the Ravens, who is also type 1 diabetic, one of his favorite low blood sugar snacks is an Uncrustable, according to one article that I read. Does this now make you, on? you're like one of the seven people in the world who are out here going, Mark Andrews is better than Travis Kelsey? Because people did that last year, and it was yeah. asinine. I, I, here's the thing. I'm not actually sure. I don't think that you just made this a sports show again. You only have two of these left. I, I don't, only one with me, right? Yeah, is this yeah, my yeah. last one? This is your last yeah, show. This is your last, this is your last eight, yes, for sure. Um, I looked at the camera as if I was like John Krasinski <laughs> in the office. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, I don't think it's asinine. The arguments that are being made. Mark Andrews had a tremendous season last year on, sure a, team that, on a team that needed him to be like the only reliable option in large part. Correct. So I, I love Mark Andrews. I think I think Travis Kelsey's been the best tight end in football several years running now, and will Correct. continue doing that for a good long while. Yeah, but I, but I'm I I consider myself pro Mark Andrews one hundred percent, while also being pro Travis Kelsey. Thank you, Mark Andrews, for fantasy football. Right? Thank you, thank you for your your um service non functioning pancreas. Yeah. Also, no one cares about your football your fantasy football team except yourself. Yes. No one cares about your pancreas except for yourself. Also, also yeah, true. I care yeah. about your pancreas. Frankly, you, he, he brought that up, and I just immediately tuned out. He was it was like, my connection to Uncrustables, and then you were like, let's talk about if Mark Andrews is overrated or underrated. I was like, I think he's very good. And this is what we're missing. Sterling also, though, while he doesn't believe that nobody cares about your fantasy football team, he definitely believes that everybody cares about his fantasy baseball team. It's true. Bobby Witt Jr. drafted him over Carlos Correa. Rafael Devers. Jordan Alvarez. Shane, give him the Cy Young McClanahan going out on a limb. First of my pitchers drafted. He's the one right around all the Royals guys that we talked about last yeah. night, right, Rudy? Yeah, like 31. Where'd you draft? A couple spots. Jackson Coar. Where would I draft Jackson Coar? Where, where did where you did draft you? him in fantasy? Oh. Highly. Yeah, you know, obviously. Him, Daniel Lynch, Singer, Heasley. 
Because why wouldn't I dropped all those guys? Because the Royals have shown a very good ability to develop young pitchers. Did you draft Cal? Ooh, hear me out. Who does a worse job at developing a specific thing? Me or Cal Eldridge? No, the oh. Royals developing pitchers or the Chiefs developing edge rushers. Well, I mean, the Chiefs have Tom Bahali. They have Justin No, recent, the recent past three <sighs> years, four years. Well, here's here's the reason that I don't think that's a fair fight. The Royals have tried. <laughs> the Royals have really Breland tried. Speaks. And I don't know if the, the Here's the thing. Breland There's, Speaks. Breland yeah. Speaks is your second round draft pick. Yes. Tano Passanio was, was second yes. round draft pick. Yeah. Joshua Cando, well, fourth round no, draft the, pick. Joshua Cando, yeah, but third day draft picks don't really count as I, trying. I think mm-hmm. I would I would agree with that. I think I think you but can't Speaks, judge Mike Dana and, and Josh Kando the same way you would judge. Dana, but, I wouldn't. But the Speaks same way you would judge Speaks is and, and totally I totally th- valid. This is how I this is how I break it down personally. You have your first round, second round, third and fourth. So far, so good. Third and f- <laughs> what comes after the fourth? And, uh, and, and Sterling, what comes after the fourth? What's next, man? Sterling, come on, Stu. Sterling. My point is, I give your first round, your second round. I'm on the edge of my seat. Third and fourth, or to me, are more combined. Fifth and sixth are more combined, and then seventh is by itself. So, I like the third and fourth round. So, I Kando, yes, it's not the same as obviously George Karloftis also, or Brilliant Speaks. Only in second year, he spent his whole first year hurt. We don't know what he can do. We don't know if he's developed or not. Speaks he in, was hurt all his entire in, uh, career in college. Why would he not be in, in the NFL? Though? Those are big losses. Those are you missed. Name one that the Chiefs have hit on. I like George Kalafis. Haven't seen it. No, I said the past four Houston, years. Mike Dana. No, I mean I think here's here's the other thing that I would the the the, the slight argument I would make. You say edge rushers. You say pass rushers. Edge rushers. Chris, Chris Jones, Jones is, is not a, counting. Is a different animal. That that's I think that's reasonable. Um, I would. I would argue a Tim little Ward. bit that <laughs> I would argue a little bit that the the issue on clearly identified Frank Clark correctly. The issue, at least on Breland Speaks, was in the evaluation process. Sure, because he has not done anything anywhere else. Well, then is that Chris Bubich? Um, I don't know. I don't want to. I'm not here to slander Royals pitchers again tonight. If you want to, I'm you're totally fine. Too. I'm not, Chris Bubich could be could end up being a really good. I'm just I'm just saying to specifically to your specific point. If I was going to build a counter argument, I think Breland Speaks was a misevaluation. Sure. And Tano Passigno, they drafted him for those traits, and they did not develop him into a consistent pass rusher. Yeah. That one I think is totally fair. Um, I don't know who you put that on the most. I don't know if that is a John Dorsey, Bob Sutton blame sandwich, mm-hmm. or if it is a Steve Spagnuolo, Brett Veach one down the line. I, I you know. You could you could probably you could you could make an argument around that. Um, I, don't, I don't blame of, I don't blame Spags and the and the defensive coaches for not making Breland speaks more than he was going to be. Speaking of sandwiches, when you have an ice cream sandwich, do you prefer on wheat, rye, or white bread? There's a bit here somewhere. I'm just trying to figure out what it is. I think he's trying to get back at us for the Marvel thing. I think he's trying to gaslight us. What? It was just, it was just so shameless. I'm more it, of a sourdough guy. See, that's the, what you needed to do. You needed to, you needed to put yourself out there first. I love sourdough, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Listen to this. Listen to this. You ready? I'm gonna take your bit. I'm gonna your bit that was not a bit. I'm not kidding. You I'm get, gonna you turn get, this. You get key lime ice cream, and then you get the sourdough bread, and then you, it's a good sandwich because you have the sour, and then you have the the kind of tart in the middle. I'm gonna take your bit, and I'm gonna turn it on its head to make it not a bit anymore. One of my favorite types of ice, my favorite ice cream I maybe think you're in the world. Bite. You're trying to take a bite, not a bit. I've got another word that's very similar to that that I'm going to call you in a minute. 
I think my favorite ice cream in the world is the Tonight Dough Ben and Jerry's. It's got like a peanut butter chocolate cookie dough, peanut butter and vanilla ice cream, regular cookie dough, like brownie cookie dough. That It is dense. It is 12 billion carbohydrates, calories, yeah. grams of fat, and everything that will kill you slowly or quickly. But it's delicious. I think if you went, if you were thinking cookie dough, but you had little like chunks of sourdough in a, a sherbet or something, I think sorbet. you can. There's there are three different types of things, and I, we we literally talked about this on last night's show. I don't. I might have been on Times Ours somewhere recently. I said in the microphone that I am still not sure how to pronounce sorbet, sherbet, and sherbet. So that on our show was that on the show last night? Yes. Been a lot of microphones around me recently. Just a miracle that I'm even here. Could have also been in Times Hours. I haven't listened to the new episode yet, so we'll it's, see. It's good when you have a lot of microphones around you and you're not in jail because typically it's one of those situations like, give us a report. Get what? Why did you do that? You know what I'm saying? When people throw a lot of microphones in, in your face. Early. Not in prison, but when you're getting questioned. I don't like know that microphones happens. are allowed in the interrogation room, Sterling. What? What? I was, I was a bad joke. First one of the day. We, you know, you everyone can't, before this has been a banger. Well, you can't, you know. I would put some key lime. Uh, can't always sherbet be 100%. on a on a little bit of uncrusted. If you put We're some two uncrusted, if you got me oh. two slices of sourdough bread, it's like you put the ice cream inside the encrustable. Listen to this. Yes, you, you two slices of sourdough bread. Kind of you you peel back into that little seam on that uncrustable. Start just shoveling some ice cream in. There. Oh, I, well, sorry, you take I've the been and jelly out. No, I, you been, leave it in there, guys. Please. My at some point my mom had like a pampered chef gadget that would literally make uncrustables and worked pretty well. I w- I've never been like afraid of crust. I just I'm a I'm a crust I'm a crustable guy. I'm yeah, good I with like, that. I like crust, but like yeah. Crust too. But, but I you understand get, the the appeal of the I'm more of a mantle guy myself, but yeah, I get about the crust. You more of a what? A mantle. If I could throw you in an open volcano right now, I would do it in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even think twice. I would never think about it again. I would never question if I'd done the right thing. I would know that in that moment, it was the thing I needed to do was to sacrifice you into a volcano. Where he got all crusty. Full circle. I think you should lava. I lava this segment. There we go. I can't believe this is there going away. There was a gadget. That you could basically turn any form of sandwich into an Uncrustable if you yeah. made that. So I'm saying bring that gadget back, piece of sourdough, some sort of, I think you're, you're, on, the, you're on a good track with your bit, Sterling. Some sort of Bite. tart, some sort of tart ice cream. Then a citrusy ice cream, another piece of sourdough. Uncrust that bad you, boy. I lime pie and sourdough bread. I wasn't lying to you. you no, you weren't lying. You were doing a bit. But honestly, it wasn't it wasn't funny, and it was a good idea. And so I'm just going to play it straight, because I think I want to do this now. I think sourdough is a great choice. And if you want to get crazy, you can do panini with it. You can just throw it in there. That might You're going to have to work very quickly. You want to get that real... You're going to want to get the panini very, 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 very hot, and you then set it in there it. for like a second. You're yeah. searing it. You got to treat that like a piece of fine ahi tuna. Yeah. You just want to kill off the bacteria on the yeah. outside. This is This is a... Rare. This is an ultra rare steak situation. You want know fried ice cream though, so I don't know. This last show with you, it is going extinct. Some could argue. Some would argue it just simply stinks. Thank God. <laughs> so, um, I really enjoyed these segments. Sterling. I know. I'm honestly tearing up. I'm. I'm. You're, I mean, I can see your eyes right now. I know that's not true. Yeah. Well, they they couldn't, and they. I wanted to actually make it feel like I. I will remember. 
remember you. Now I actually might do. When I hear Sarah, Terry McLaurin, McLaughlin singing. Terry McLaurin, big, yeah, he big, incredible voice. Go ahead, sorry, continue. Back it up, Terry. I need to. You know what I'm talking about when I make that joke, In right? Back it up, Terry. No, yeah, yeah. he's in the the Fourth of July. Yeah. Like he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, he's backing it up. He wasn't and, backing and it up. The fireworks start going off with him, like right next to it. Did you see that? Fly away from here. Back it up, Terry. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, thank you. Actually, I didn't at the time, but then you said it. I remember, then I remember seeing the video. Do you see the video? Have you, yeah. you guys both seen the video this yeah. year? That I just know is brought to you by Simply Safe, which is good advertising for them because you have the little logo burned in in the corner where firework goes sideways and then launches over to the car beside it, which has a bunch more fireworks in there. Oh boy, wild! It's nuts. This. Do you? You gotta fu- try to go find it. My before question the was: over Do you think it's real? Yes, absolutely. You think it's real? I or do. Not, not okay. a Simply Safe ad. Oh man, it, that would be incredible viral marketing. Holy bleep! That's what I'm saying. I have these questions where I go. No one's that dumb, right? But then you also see stuff that's real, and you're like, well, I guess it's true. They are that dumb. No the viral would- fireworks gone wrong video was not a marketing stunt. Wow. That's okay. from entrepreneur.com. Because my thought process was no one would leave fireworks, A, on that side of the car. You know, if you're just in case yeah. something goes wrong. I love shooting off fireworks, but when you have a lot of fireworks, like those mortars and stuff, you always run into a risk of them falling over. Yeah. So normally what you do is, hey, let's put the the rest of the fireworks behind a tree. Guys, this these weren't fireworks. This was a bomb. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. wild, dude. Th- it was there is, this this car is no longer functioning. First off, that's who, the explosion. Who made the car? Because the car didn't completely explode, did it? Um, that's a good car. I don't know. It looks High like a, it looks like maybe like a Honda Odyssey or something, you know, yeah. like a big it's a big family van. There's a lot be of fireworks a Honda right Odyssey behind it. commercial, that's what it is. Those vans. By the way, I'm a big minivan guy. Yeah, we were Love talking them. about cars earlier and it, I I realize now that you are kind of you you, you are a, a boy who likes a big car. You like big cars and you cannot lie. Yes, yeah, true. And I'm I'm curious why that is. I've always been thick. kind of a smart a small car boy. You're My, thick, you like the cars thick. My current Jeep is a two door. I don't. It's not a big car. I like minivans though. It's a high car though. You're high off the ground. Yeah, I like. I like being tall. I'm only five ten. Come on, I'm not putting those two inch heels in my shoes to become six foot. So I got to get a tall car. Nothing wrong with. Listen, man. If what? you need two more inches, you can just do what you got to do. Well, I walk. I got ads for that. I, I walk around like those heels. Remember Kiss, the Gene Simmons style. Yeah. The six inch lifts. Yeah. I actually just wear Heelys 24-7. That's why I just roll God, up and down the halls here. I had a pair of Heelys in Me too, middle school, high school. Middle school. Yeah. Didn't I knew how to rollerblade, but I couldn't figure out how to rock Heelys. You could get going, but then I didn't know how to stop without just completely... They're, they, they are not like well I, engineered. No, like I would get pushed over by Derrick Henry is what I would look like through the yeah. halls. I, I believe you really needed to rock back on them to really fully stop appropriately. Yeah, but I also forward, you I, just take a you're, tumble. You're gonna a what? A tumble. You'd tumble over. <laughs> so there there's a guy on TikTok who basically all he does is just crumple like, and tumble do kinda like stunts and wheelies. Might be the coolest guy ever. Uh, this man is smooth as gonna be he can start and stop best of them. It's smooth as as smooth as you can imagine. Speaking of he's becoming one smooth, with the Heelys. Remember those little was it Bic? The skateboarders, 
Bake does lighters and pencils and stuff. Uh, did they, who did the skateboards? The little finger. Tech decks? Tech decks. Absolutely, tech decks, man. Yeah. Those slapped so hard. If you had tech decks and wheelies. Cool. Heelys. Heelys. Everything stones. Stop this. I'm going to get confused. <laughs> you are going to leave this and and for the rest of your life believe that one of these things we talked about was the way that it is until eventually someone corrects you. I love Taser scooters. It was Janice. <laughs> when I heard Janice, I immediately go, not that it was fake, but my thought was, what a horrible, <laughs> who named these monsters? Well, why do you think he wanted to destroy half the world? Yeah. It's like Johnny he, he Cash, a, boy named Sue. This is massive and he purple man off. with the name Janice. Boy named Sue turns into Janice and. You do know about how. Um, Stop it. You do know about how uh, Captain America gets really old at the end and looks shockingly like Joe Biden. Some say it was Joe Biden. No. That happened? Maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. Who can Are we talking religion next before we get out of here? Because I would love to talk money, politics, religion before our last show here together. That one was real. There is a, there is a spot in the, in, the, in the MCU thing. If you've ever seen the gif just like, of uh, Captain America saying, no, I don't think I will, he, he just legit looks like Joe Biden. It's yeah. just kind of funny. That's not the That's same. not a potential no, 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 endorsement. No, no, no. But it's just like it's, it's a legitimate thing that happened in the movie. Like, you just Google it. You, it will pop it up. It's a GIF. You'll see the GIF. He just looks like Joe Biden. That's all. Yeah. Is it a GIF? I, I, I go peanut GIF. butter. Yeah, that's where I'm at. GIF is peanut butter. GIF is an animated picture. More of a Peter Pan guy myself. Here's the thing, though, Josh. Like, also an animated picture. Asking Sterling to find a GIF versus just a quick Google search. He's only capable of so much. I don't do that. I more or less just hey, do this. Show me old you, Captain America. Are you voice to text yet? Is that where you're? Are you no, there yet? No. Age wise, but I'm more of a screenshot the memes. Oh my! Like you, that you one. are a screenshot the memes guy. See, you know, you know what that means screenshot. Because I got that dog in me. No, he's showing me mm. one of the I got that dog in me memes, and I get it. But it's, just it's save it. But just save it because when you reshare the memes, it's gonna like have the bars on the side. You're, there's no oh, way he, you're oh, actually editing knows. it. He yeah, knows. that's what I, I. That's the same. That's my screenshot of Brian Windhorst golf meme. Pretty good. But just save the image. This is me trying to screenshot them? it and oh then drop it. It's even worse. You are 10,000 years old. I got a picture of bacon in there. That's good bacon. Plot twist. Sterling's not going to be on the show anymore because the show's dying, but because he is. He's old. Don't worry. It was natural causes in his sleep. That's what very, I'm thinking. Yeah. Sterling Holmes passes away at age 28 from natural causes. I saw a pretty funny... Uh, Dish towel. Just you want to read it to the audience. Part of me says I should stop drinking like this, but the other part of me says don't listen to him. He's drunk. My dad used to have a shirt that said, "An alcoholic, alcoholic goes, alcoholics go to meetings," and that's what that reminds me of. <laughs> Sterling is Rudy's dad. Basically, that's the payoff of the season finale of of almost entirely sports and the penultimate. Because you know, something we have to have the big reveal in yeah. the second to last episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the penultimate episode here that we've just figured out is that Sterling has been Rudy's dad this whole time. It's been a pleasure doing this with you, son. <laughs> been a pleasure. Can he come live with you instead of moving? Well, do, do you have any everything stones? Frankly, I could use one or I two think, right now. I think Rudy. That man needs to learn about independence. We just had July 4th, but 
Is this Independence Day? Okay, hold on, hold on. No, nobody Will else say anything. Hold on. Will Pause. Smith from Independence Freeze. Day. Freeze. Freeze. Sterling, don't answer this. Rudy, what do you think this is an impression of? Will Smith from Independence Day. Keep going. I think it might be the worst George W. Bush I've ever heard. Keep oh, going. that actually wasn't George W. Bush. Okay, just keep keep him rolling. If I was doing George W. Bush, you know what I'd say? Maybe it's Rudy. Maybe he's, this is what he thinks your dad sounds like. Oh, it was, it was, it's just a slightly southern dad, Kentucky dad. I know I don't think from they're from Kansas. Kentucky, but yeah, no. he went yeah. to Kentucky, so I'm just I'm picturing Lived in Kentucky Colorado Bay for a while. No, George W. Bush Lived would say- in Germany for two years. The terrorist will not win. We have talked about a lot of presidents in the two shows today. Now watch this drive. And then he just pipes it. That was pretty cool. It, it, unfortunately, he was hoping to hit his ball into some oil, and he didn't. So he just landed on the green instead. Disappointing. Well, if he's driving a par four, I mean, good for him. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, look, that's an, he had an absolute dinger. Nobody was down the power that he was sending. That was pretty good. By the way, I'd be so nervous. if Think think of this. That's pretty good, actually. Has mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think of I this. like that one. You're the president of the United States. You're on live TV. Everyone's watching you hit a golf ball. You're not a pro. You're not Tiger Woods. That's a lot of pressure. Same thing when you throw the first pitch after 9-11. Yeah. If you don't get chills watching that, I'll tell you what. No, it, that, it, that was a great moment. The golf one is funny um, because, yeah, the nerves in particular, I would think, would eventually kick in, especially maybe you've got Dick Cheney out there and it's a shotgun start. <laughs> like William Howard Taft in bathtubs. You can keep talking. I don't have anything else. I don't know. That's as good as this show. Yeah, that, that was the that was the penultimate joke <laughs> that you've been waiting how many how many years? Year and a half on About three eight ten. Did you say year and a half on eight ten? I'm eight, then I'm three. aging like a president. I think it's been three. I think yeah. it's been three on eight ten. My first About the first show I hosted was was right before we found out your daughter Ventura had died. That was on that was on uh, well, Sports Sunday. I don't know. But eight yes on eight ten three years. Eight yes on eight ten. Was, no, was about it, it three was, years. Have was, I been here three years? Because this is uh, it was, was called Sports I, Night for a while. Uh, there was some Sports Night still happening, but like it was, it was a yeah. like it was me, Beards, and Josh. We called it. We had to call it Sports Night for like a month, but it was a yes. Damn. End of an era. We're old. We are, and you can also we, we can set you free now. The end of this segment. You you are you are gone from the. We'll do AES and podcast form at some time. I'll keep doing some home stretches. We're going to have a nice time. We're going to continue to see each other. We're going to continue doing radio together. But Rudy? But this is our final AES, and it's your final, it's your final AES with Rudy. See you, son.